Welcome in to a very special episode of the pod. It is special because our boy D. Shea is in here tonight. We are so excited to have this representation coming in from Little Apple. I know he's got the tequila flowing. Declan, how are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great, Conda. First of all, thank you guys for having me on. I'm uh, very excited to talk some facts, get some opinions of um, all around, just have a good time. Thanks for joining, Declan. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that energy, especially given, uh, well, I, I would say your boy's lackluster start, but A, we're almost halfway through the season, and B, it's, it's been a rough few years, Declan. Uh, we, uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse continuously, but uh, I, I, I really don't know what's been going on with you. Are, are you in different fantasy leagues where you're, like, succeeding in those ones? Uh, I'm in in two other fantasy leagues. One of them, I'm three and four in, and the other one, I'm six and one. So at least we we have one team that could have a shot to win a championship. (laughs) Do you feel like this is the hardest league that you're in, or do you feel like you're just getting bad luck? I I mean, this is definitely the most competitive league I'm in. I do... I do think I've, I've gotten hit with some bad luck, just close matchups that I lose, you know, get Rashad Penny, he goes down immediately, and now Kenneth Walker's just a stud running back. Um, Tom Brady just wasn't great for me, but, you know, we made the trade, and all we can do is look forward. Yeah, we will get to that trade in a second. I, I, I do want to talk about... Uh... Jack's trade first, though, because because of this pretty quick turnaround between episodes, that's the only trade we saw develop over the weekend. But it was a pretty big one. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you uh, you definitely caused some waves um, among the masses. Uh, I, I I know I was the main one leveraging complaints, but I was getting a lot of phone calls from some concerned citizens, the silent majority, uh, yeah. if you will, the oh, silent sure. majority <laughs> who was wondering. Uh, what should we do about this now? Of course, this might this is this is more of a Tommy issue than a you issue. But well, I I'll, I'll admit um, each weekend everyone's been ready for Josh Jacobs to just you know go back to scoring like seven points, and you traded him, and he had the second best RB performance of the weekend, I think, if not um, the third best, only because Eckler and uh and walker popped off uh so that's three weeks in a row of being a top three running back just absolute dominance he has looked amazing and joe burrow who we all kind of see as a low-end keeper uh quarterback you kind of keep on the team he had the biggest qb performance of the week 
Um, but Jack, do you are you still feeling like after this Debo hamstring injury that you definitely won this trade? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that you don't you don't make a trade just to just based off like one week, right? Like you have a chance to get a player like Josh Allen, eat the buy, and then move on. I don't think anyone would have done differently, right? The reason I was able to make that trade is because no one else had the capital that I did. No one had a quarterback better than Burrow that they were willing to give up. No one had an RB better than Josh Jacobs that they were willing to give up, right? So in that sense, like, I'm not too upset. Um, It did sting a little bit to see those players pop off, but obviously um, there is more than just week eight or week seven, whatever this past one was. Um, so, you know, it's like, it happens, but I think scoring 80 points, I mean, we'll get to it later, but I'm not like upset at my team's results. You would like to see better, but I think having your wide receiver one get injured and then your QB essentially not play and still be able to break 80 points. I think, I think my floor for this rest of the season moving onward is going to be, um, around a hundred. So like, I'm pretty confident oh, in my ability to you're run a run. around a hundred. That I, is a I, bizarre claim. I, I really do think so, Conrad. And Declan, we got to get you we, in on this. What did you get to that later. trade? What do you feel about that claim here? Uh, first thought, uh, as I look through the standings, um, I don't know how much you guys pay attention to the points for and points allowed, but I am just, <laughs> I was surprised to see that I have scored 20 more points than Jack this season. Well, he is four and three. I I've been cursed with a one and six record. Um, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, yeah, Jack just absolutely fleeced Tommy. Uh, he, he has a history of this, obviously, with the great Nate Hodis rape, uh, trade rape of back in the day, and of course the Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas uh, fiasco a few years ago. Um, there, it, there's pretty much something every year, Declan. I, if you really go through the history, it's, this, it's not, this happens it's not, every year. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he totally just fucked him over, but I mean. Tommy gets the worst quarterback out of the deal, and Debo Samuel definitely better than Josh Jacobs. Um, but yeah, are we like sure I about said, that? Are we sure about that now, though? You can't have your cake and beat it too. You can't yeah, like have them. You can't have them pop off and also have me like obscenely trade rate Tommy. Like my the players I traded away combined for like over sixty points. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm oh, not. They combined, yeah, they combined for for almost seventy. Yeah, so it's like. I think all the whining needs to calm down from you well, two. Well, Bengals were playing the Falcons and the Raiders were playing the Texans, so that's, that's very true. Not, that's definitely not sustainable. But I mean, that's very this, fair. This is also on Tommy too. Like, I I think we shouldn't be ta- we shouldn't be talking about. I was a little. We shouldn't have been talking about a potential veto if you were mad at the trade because obviously everyone's able to one up, and that's not the process that we all agreed to at the beginning of the season. If we want to get spicy, we could have the removing Tommy from the league conversation if this is going to continue to be an issue. However, You're going to have it on the pod? I'm saying we could 
later. I'm not saying right now, but if like if we're if 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 everyone's gonna get that upset at that trade, I don't think we should be mad at me. We should be mad at someone who uh, let it happen. That's an well, excellent spin zone you just did there, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blame no, you can't. How, how dare Classic you, victim, how dare you victim blame like that? Dude? That's disgusting. <laughs> you, you cannot fault me for making a trade that anyone else in the league would have. Yeah, I think I, the I, Travis at the end for Tyler Conklin is way more league breaking. Well, now, it is, yeah. now it is. That's true. I even, okay. I even think at the time it was like okay. uh, at the time it was a very short-sighted trade. However, Conklin theoretically could have continued his production. I told Tommy he would not, but he theoretically could have continued the production that he had those first three weeks. And Travis Etienne, in many different scenarios, performs way under his potential. That is not what we're seeing now. I think Noswa deserves a little bit of credit for being able to sell, uh, sell a Popeye's chicken biscuit at the right time and be able to get uh, Etienne. Um, right before, I mean, Etienne really wasn't doing anything yet when Tommy got, when, uh, when, uh, Dawson got him. But again, I mean, I, I really think both these trades are just trades that you can't even call them smart trades. They're just like, they're Lay just, up. they're just unbalanced. And it's, I, and you know, Declan, I do have a public service announcement for Tommy. If he does listen to this episode, since, since his boys on the pod, uh, what I will say is that. A lot of people in this league take this league very seriously. Uh, obviously, myself. <laughs> so I've got a pod going right now. <laughs> I know. I know. For many boys, this is their main league. Um, for some among us, this is their only league. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you know, you want to be able to worry about your team, worry about the moves you make, worry about the waivers you make. You can't control how things like injuries play out, how other things play out. But having something so unbalanced, like, you know, this just, like, black hole for trades, like the right person talks to Tommy at the right time and just gets him to to pull the trigger on a trade, that is league-breaking and not in a good sense. So, um, Tommy, uh, I would heavily encourage you to, if you're going to make a trade, uh, at the very least uh, – Spend the next 24 hours being near a phone so that you can hear what people have to say That's, about the trade. I, I tried to get in contact with him so hard and just absolutely not. <laughs> I think we all did. Cambo, <laughs> actually, is. I, this is a good mind. story, guys. Cambo called me on uh, – Jack, you mean this trade on Saturday or Friday? Uh, I think Friday. it was – Yeah, it was yeah, Friday because yeah, then you had the Tulane game when it passed. Uh, Cambo called me and was like, I actually just called Tommy trying to, I was like, all right, let's GM this. And Tommy doesn't pick up. Um, and then Cambo calls me and is like, dude, Tommy's very hard to work with here. And he was like, this is what Cambo said. He said, I told him I would give him, um, Najee for Debo, which is not a one-up. And, uh, Tommy smartly said, no, Tommy said, I want Brees Hall for Debo. And Campo said, no way I'm giving up Brees Hall. That boy going to pop off and is going to be my keeper next year. So uh, <laughs> Campo is definitely feeling that. Uh, <laughs> he, I think, I do think a one-up would have happened if Campo 
would have because I think Tambo thought about it and he might have been willing to come around to it. But at that point, Tommy was already done with fantasy for the day, so that wasn't. <laughs> but if Tambo would have immediately said, "Okay, Brias, I'll take it." We'd be looking at a very different league composition right now. But in the words of Cambo, Tommy might have quit if, if he would have gotten Breeze Hall <laughs> and immediately kind of tear his ACL. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was definitely uh, a fun one for the league. Another one that was definitely league-altering, Declan, was, was, was our trade, which we had the chance to talk about in our last episode. But now that we have you on uh, – yeah, I, I, I want to get a sense of, of how you're feeling about that. Um, if, if, if I'm you, I'd be a little worried about Herbert losing Mike Williams. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, it seems like the Bengals are really coming to life. Joe Mixon looks very promising. Uh, so, yeah, how are you feeling about your boys, the upside? Mike Evans is going to – or the Bucks going to bounce back? Because I'm interested in that too since you gave me Brady. Yeah, I uh... – I mean, what's been a good, Evan's had a good week. Uh, he, he did have a good week. He did. I don't know if you guys saw. He dropped like a 60-yard touchdown pass, which I don't know if that would have given me the win because I think I lost by like 14-ish points or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm feeling good about the trade. Algier had a really good game. Um, he yeah. got a touchdown, but – Herbert was really the guy I was banking on for having a good game this week. And like you were saying, Mike Williams went down. Um, is Keenan Allen – well, I guess they have a bye week. Is Keenan Allen supposed to be coming back soon? He should be back after the bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just had to do something with my team um, at that point. I feel that. And <laughs> the, the initial trade that we had – I felt like I was definitely getting screwed over on, but I just needed a change. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll have a few people talking to me about the one-up. And, uh, you know, the only person who texted me was Jack. So Of course. <laughs> Absolute I, I was, Slytherin. I was able to put the podcast hosts um, together for a day. I think we ended up getting the trade done late night. Um, so that was a really <laughs> fun time. And, you know, I ended up getting Justin Herbert for a Tom Brady swap, which Herbert didn't have a good week, but I'm really not confident in what Brady can do for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I, that was part of the reason why I, I knew I could always pull out the Herbert card because I know you would originally express interest in Herbert and I've been fading him a bit. Um, but uh, really having Brady tell my lineup was just not something I wanted to do. Um, I'm just definitely planning on, you know, whether or not he comes back, which I think Brady will maintain, um, start every week status as long as he's not playing as a really tough defense. Um, and as long as you don't have someone like a top, you know, five QB on your team. Um, but, uh, I, I don't like having to root for Tom Brady every week. So I'm probably going to be moving Brady pretty soon. Um, I will will say I did not want to get rid of Deontay Johnson. I was really hoping to hang on to him, but besides that, I'm I'm pretty happy with the trade so far. Well, I I was hoping that the we'd be hearing more about the Steelers moving Chase Claypool, so things could really open up for Deontay Johnson and uh, Pickens to go one two with uh, Muth being Luth in the middle. Um, looks like they might not move Claypool at this point, but yes, I Deontay Johnson does look like the Steelers best receiver if not the most athletic which i would give to pickens 
Um, and uh, the Pickens versus Deontay matchup happened this week. The podcast versus podcast matchup happened this week. We saw uh, the one-ups played against the two-up, and uh, I was victorious. And I got to say, it feels pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we are, of course, so I guess we can start. I guess we can start off with this then, Conrad. <laughs> start off with what? Do you have a sound effect for us? You and me, like, oh let's yeah, break yeah. Down some. <laughs> this is this is uh this was a matchup I was looking forward to, and uh, I wasn't like Tommy where I was gonna burn the ships to make sure I beat Jack this week, which I actually kind of <laughs> I kind of did a little bit of that last week against Telford because I knew how important beating Telford would be. And uh, I, uh, Jack and I did a Jacobs for Mike Evans trade. <laughs> Neither of us have either of those players in our team anymore, like less than a week after making that trade. Well, a little over a week after making that trade. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely adopted um, that I got to beat Telford. And when I didn't, I was just like, all right, let's just, you know, I got a new rebuilt team. Let's just see how it goes. And uh, Jack, I, I got to say, um, Felt good with you starting golf at the top of your lineup. I mean, that definitely set you up for failure. Once DK yeah. went down, it was over. Um, but 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 also, um, I mean, that Thursday night game, you got off to a great start. I mean, Alvin Kamara ended up having, like, really what uh, people have been kind of uh, – I don't know if people have been noticing this year, but Alvin Kamara has really started churning out these, like, 14, 15, 16-point games um, where he's just getting a ton of catches but no touchdowns. Um, but you had your Taysom Hill start was really cheeky, especially when Kyle Pitts is performing like someone needs to be dropped to the waivers. Um, Chris Olave had a huge game. I don't even think he got a touchdown, but he still had, yeah, no touchdown. But, um, I gotta say, I mean, 106 yards, uh, he's, he is looking like wide receiver one. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't looking great. And then, um, that Packers game, uh, when I saw Aaron Jones get that second tutty, I knew I could swing this, and uh, yeah, I was feeling good about feeling good about my revamp boys. And uh, Jack, this was uh, with the exception of Josh Allen sitting out. Um, this was kind of your boys, so uh, definitely some concern there from AJ Dillon, who's also borderline droppable at this point. I mean, I, I we've already kind of heard you talk a bit about how you feel a hundred is your floor. Uh, I can I can defend myself on the 100 floor, Connor. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I scored 80 this week with my wide receiver one getting injured and my quarterback having four <laughs> four turnovers and no touchdowns. Um, <laughs> like, if I can if I can get to 80, this I'm fine. Like, I'm content. Um, I'm really liking where Jonathan Taylor's at right now. Um, I know it wasn't a crazy boom week for him, but he got 12 points without a touchdown. Um, I don't think anyone would be necessarily mad at that. Like, you're not necessarily happy. Um, so if I can just, like, if I can pepper in Josh Allen now, um, I think uh, I think we're looking pretty good. I love Olave. He's amazing this year. He is. It's either him or Pierce who's going to be my keeper. Uh, I got a Lave in the eighth and Pierce in the ninth. Um, we're looking at a Lave, or we're looking at um, Damian Pierce's floor right now. Like 13 points without a touchdown is great. They absolutely just love feeding him. Like he is the guy on that offense this year as a rookie running back. 
he did get his twenty carries, like Levy Smith said. Exactly twenty. Yeah, he, he that he will, and he will continue to do that. If he can get uh thirteen points in a blowout, I don't think I have anything to be worried about. So my RB one and RB two are looking pretty good. Um, Pierce's passes by. Jonathan Taylor is currently not injured. Um, he, if I don't know if y'all saw, but Sam Ellinger is getting the start for the Colts now. So I think we're looking pretty good. They obviously have been looking to make that move for a while, um, especially if they, they are still legitimately in playoff contention. No one's really pulled away in the AFC uh in the AFC it's South. So yet. bad. It's so bad. So bad. Yeah. So like there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason to blow it up yet. Um, like they do, they are still playing winning football, whether or not we like to see them. Um, I don't know. So I do think this is my floor. I am probably going to continue to start Taysom Hill. Um, just because oh. Ka- Taysom Hill's got that boom potential. Kyle Pitts does not right now. Um, oh, obviously, Ka- obviously, Kyle Pitts <laughs> is not a. <laughs> He's not living up to his draft capital by any means. What but... do you do right now with Kyle Pitts? I mean, like, I I could see the I could see the logic for why he's a hold because the idea is just his val. He's too good to sell him as low as he is right now, and he's obviously too good to actually drop. Even though some people are like, "Oh yeah, you can drop him." No, he's too good to be dropped. But uh, I mean, like, it it really is kind of a waste to have just. Like, you know, you're, I think your third round or your second round player just sitting on your bench. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you got to do something about that because that's a major inefficiency having pits on your bench. Well, I mean, like, I just, I think if I sold them right now, I wouldn't get much. And if I, uh, so I think my only option is to hold and hope that the, I saw a stat today that the uh, Falcons are passing at a rate that is only equivalent to 1946. They're like, it is historically bad. So it's not Kyle Pitts necessarily being bad. It's not Drake London being bad. Hell, it's not even really Mariota being that bad. Mary it, is a, it is a uh-huh. refusal to throw the ball. And especially if they're down, it's just terrible. Um, I think Desmond Ritter is going to get the start here pretty soon. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Because it's just they don't have the offense without Cordero to be able to be this we-are-only-running-the-ball type of team. Um, So I'm looking to just hold on to Pitts. Hopefully he turns it around later. Um, And if he doesn't, honestly, I still think my team is pretty good. Like, missing on Pitts and Dylan and Bateman in those rounds. I mean, Bateman's doing fine. He's just got injured. Um. Missing on those three makes it up when I hit on Pickett, Alave, and Pierce, right? Oh, so it's and, like, you, and you stole players from Tommy, but, I mean, we can, <laughs> we can move on past that. That does help. Um, that does help. <laughs> Conrad, I do have – because we were in a Deontay Johnson, Kenny Pickett – or not Kenny Pickett, George Pickens um, Arms feud this week, I, I will say after this past week, George Pickens officially passes – um, Deontay Johnson on receiving yards on the season. Really, I have, I have, uh, I have my George Pickens shares in two of my leagues. So I, I definitely believe in Pickens, and I believe in Pickett's continued improvement at QB. Um, but um, 
No, I mean, Deontay Johnson is still a wide receiver that I want for the rest of the year simply because um, if you if you look in those – both in those crucial situations, especially on like third and long, Deontay Johnson is the guy that Pickett goes to, um, and Deontay Johnson is the guy that's able to haul in those sideline catches. I mean, at that point, you're just comparing two great receivers. But uh, Declan, uh, mm-hmm. I, before, before we move on, I, I do have one question. Uh, do you think that Jack making that trade made his team the best team in the league? Or are you buying onto the Frankie theory that Jack's team just wasn't that good to begin with? having scored the least points so far? Mm, I mean, Jack definitely does have a good team. I think it all comes down to Jonathan Taylor, I guess, if he can get back to, like, a top-tier running back production level and stay healthy. I mean, I could see his team mm. being really good. But like we said earlier, Conrad, I mean, I could easily be 4-3 and three right now, and Jack could be 1-16. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got a good team. I'll give it to him. Declan, we'll, we'll, focus on, we'll stay focused on your team here, because uh, you had a, 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 yet another week of scoring uh, close to 100 points. This time you surpassed 100 points, um, but you, you faced a pretty unfortunate matchup. Uh, I mean, it's not like you were playing the stallion that is Tommy Mitchell. But uh, you 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 faced a high scoring Metcalf team that, you know, I mean, these look. This was a matchup between two teams that were on steep losing streaks. I I, I believe that you were heading to this game with a five game losing streak. Metcalf was headed in with a four game losing streak. Something had to give, and both of your boys chose to go off at the at the right and wrong times. And uh, DJ Moore, I mean, that's got to be very encouraging seeing him be able to finally get a touchdown, finally have a really good, honestly, day. Like, like, uh, like unequivocally, I, I watched that game. He he had a really great day. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, going against Metcalf here, uh, l- like you said, I mean, Mike Evans, okay, let's say all else being equal, Mike Evans hauls in that bomb. You still lose by a couple points here. I mean, what do you think went wrong this week? Um, You know, I, I think it kind of started off with some bad luck. Um, Riley barely beat me out uh, to get Eno Benjamin a few weeks ago. Oh. Which ended up coming to bite me in the ass. Uh, I mean, he was texting me during that Thursday night game. And, I mean, Eno went off. And, I mean, you aren't going to find a defense that's going to put up 12 points um, in fantasy after giving up 34 points. So, I mean, overall, that's just brutal. But, I mean – my team had a really solid week overall. I don't think you can point to one guy and say he like went absolutely off. Like DJ Moore had his best game of the year, pretty sure. And uh, PJ Walker is gonna be starting for the Panthers next week, regardless of if Baker or Sam Darnold's healthy. So that's something to look forward to. PJ but, to DJ. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. And then mix, PJ mix to and DJ for D for Shay. And then Joe Mixon had a had a good week. Algier had a good week, but I don't really know if that's too sustainable. I mean, it's a one in six team. What can I say? I think the move <laughs> that I'm really excited about is Odell Beckham Jr. that I got for zero FAB. <laughs> you don't have to be sending fab if you're making the savvy picks, Declan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean... As far as the team going forward, like DJ Moore and maybe, you know, like a Daryl Henderson or a Michael Thomas really started producing at better levels, I 
I could see us getting closer to the middle of the pack and the standings, but you know, just another really unlucky week. I think I texted in the group me last week. I have four losses of less than like eight points or something like that. So pain. I mean, what can we say? Uh, you know, the record is what it is. It says what it says. So we're just going to keep moving forward. Hopefully try to make some more trades, try to strengthen up the boys, but the locker rooms in shambles right now. It's not looking <laughs> great. There are rumors of a player only meeting. <laughs> I think your team's a little too good. I think your team's a little too good to get the Sacco. Um, I do have uh, Will Tam keep this point. It's my leading candidate to be doing the Sacco. Oh, yeah. Um, I I fear that this is the year that injuries finally caught up with Will and his strategy for the last well eight years now has been just stick draft pretty well and then just not do anything else. And uh, with the Javante injury. Um, and just kind of a, a lack of luck around the field. Um, yeah, I think I think any team led by I mean, you you, you definitely took a lot of my core and seeing seeing Herbert and Mixon uh, and Mike Evans, I mean this this I, I, I think you're gonna be all right. I, I don't think we're gonna be seeing you run the five K. Um I before we talk about more about Metcalf, I mean well actually just to just to talk about why Metcalf beat you, it really came from boys popping off. Um I mean it it, you know, Thursday night, baby. Like, like the Cardinals defense should have got more points. Really, um, they kind of let the Saints get a lot of points at the end there. And, um, but it was, it was, and and you know, Benjamin. I mean, that was a strong start. But uh, I mean, Mahomes had to reassert himself. Um, I mean, I would say you're lucky, but you still lost. You're lucky he didn't drop more points because that was that was a, a, a I think. It wasn't PFF. It was like a next-gen stats. It was Joe Burrow had uh, broken the record for this season for the best statistical game this year. And Mahomes broke that record three hours later with the best statistical game of the season. So, I mean, that okay. was that was a wonderful game. And it, it was great to um, – I tend to avoid national media a little bit um, between losses uh, just because – I don't want to waste my time listening about uh, why the Chiefs lost and hear people overreact. But um, I was listening to some reactions to the 49ers. Apparently, a lot of people were pretty scared about this game. Uh, the I the, was. Oh, yeah, I was. I mean, it was at the 49ers. And the 49ers, I think, a lot of people believe are have the best top-to-bottom roster in the league. Um, they're not necessarily elevational enough on, at, at QB to win a Super Bowl, but they might be to make a Super Bowl. I was listening to my boy Colin Coward today, and he was saying that uh, he, yeah, he he's a little high on Jimmy G, but but I mean he made a good point. It's like you were kind of saying before this season started, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are both looking at, at the NFC like I don't have to be that good and I can still get to a Super Bowl because the other QB talent is just not that good, and now they're not that good, so. I mean, Jimmy G and that really talented 49ers team, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily want that matchup uh, because I think that I I, I want to see Brady versus the Chiefs. That's looking kind of unlikely, but um, that that could be a sneaky Super Bowl matchup again, a little rematch. Yeah. I mean, the NFC is just, is just super weak. I mean, you look at... Tampa Bay is having a down year. Uh, LA is having a bad year. Green Bay is having a bad year. Like, who's the best yeah. team in the NFC? Like, I, I 
guess. Well, the I Eagles. I'm just say the Eagles, right? But like, Jalen Hurts is playoff wins. Do you guys think Jalen Hurts can uh, do a Super Bowl run? Uh, I think he could. Uh, okay, I feel like what's going to happen with the Eagles is they're gonna they're not going to have like a Panthers level season where they're like just insane in the regular season. I think mm-hmm. I think by the end of the year, like I don't think it's like the Steelers type season either, where like it's just like a fraudulent like ten and zero before they start losing a lot. I I feel like they're they are going to get the one seed and they're going to win like the first game of of the coming off the bye. Everyone's going to be super hyped about them, and then they're going to lose to a more experienced team in that NFC championship game. Mm. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, mind seeing Andy Reid go against his Eagles. That would be a I, uh, I I don't know. I think that it's possible that Jalen Hurts could get figured out. I mean, you could just do a QB spy on him every player if you so choose. Um I mean, the addition of A.J. Brown is huge for him, um, obviously. Like, and Devontae Smith is really coming into his own as well. So, you know, it's, it's, not, a bad, it's not a bad thing to be in if you're an Eagles fan. Um, are they still undefeated? Yeah. Yep. Well, I oh, think God. The, the rest of their schedule is really easy, too. I am a... Not to harp on my team at all, but um, my big might might be looking to do Eagles defense as my keeper. <laughs> the Eagles' remaining matchups are Steelers, Texans, Commies, Colts, Packers at home, though. Uh, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Eagle of uh, Giants. I mean, they are going to be the favorite in every single one of those games, and there's really not a reason they should lose any of those games either. Um, they Again, I think they will. Uh, those divisional games can always be sneaky tough, no matter how good a team is. Um, but yeah, I think the Eagles, the path's laid out in front of them to be the top seed in the NFC. Um, before we move on past Metcalf's team, I do want to ask you guys how you're feeling about this. It's one of the most interesting situations, and Metcalf made it more interesting by putting him on the block. How are we feeling about DeAndre Swift's trade value right now? He is a very... It's very scary because I know Metcalf knows what he has with DeAndre Swift. He's like, you know, he has a ceiling of, you know, easily top five. Um, but a shoulder injury, I mean, and that committee they have in Detroit on a losing team. Um, I mean, how are we feeling about that value? I think it's still pretty high. I mean, to have a DeAndre Swift back if I'm Metcalf, I mean, obviously losing your – first round pick or I guess second round because he kept Jefferson. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, but I do stand by the fact that I think Metcalf has the best RB1 and RB2 in the league when Swift is healthy. So I don't know. I'm definitely holding. I'm not looking to make any splash trades. Um, I know if you're sitting on a guy for this long, it's really hard to um, give him up. <laughs> Uh, I think what I would do if I was Metcalf is just hold them. And obviously Metcalf is a savvy, savvy fantasy owner and will not be um, looking to move him anytime soon. Eglin, DeAndre Swift, yeah, would you buy think, that stock? Uh, I, I am not. I, I, I just think that'd be way too hard. Uh, just kind of way too hard to gauge what his value is right now. Like, Conrad, would you trade Aaron Jones for him, like, 
right away. Well, I'll be honest. Well, no, I would not trade Aaron Jones for DeAndre Swift, but I'll be really wait really. I'll think. be transparent with you boys. Metcalf and I have been in trade talks for a little bit about AJ Brown for DeAndre Swift, and um, I mean at the start of the year that would be a slam dunk, but right now AJ Brown on a on an undefeated team and just the general balance of my team, I'm I'm a little hesitant hesitant to make that trade right now. You're uh you're not making that trade. I'm a little hesitant to make that trade. I mean, I, I totally get the vibe. I mean, having DeAndre Swift on my flex would be insane if he can get back to RB1 numbers. Like, that would be arguably a league-winning trade. But, um, you know, then my – and then my wide receiver, two would be Deontay Johnson, which I definitely think works as a wide receiver, too. But, uh, you know, I, I love this duet I got here with uh, Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown, coupled with uh, Jones and Kamara. Um, for me, it's just a, it's just a fit, uh, and I, I'm still trying to assess that. So, um, I'm sure Metcalf wouldn't mind me sharing this because I'll bet even if I made that trade with Metcalf, he'd probably be looking for a one up too, just because I know he's interested in seeing what the market value of DeAndre Swift is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely interesting. Um, I think we can expect to see DeAndre Swift be moved this week. I. I think Metcalf is in a position where he could deal DeAndre Swift for some, like, more present player. Uh, if I have, like, Telford or Dawson, I'm looking to make that trade. Like, someone who's up on the top and could just bolster their team. Um, I know Dawson's been looking to make some trades for a wide receiver here soon, Conrad. So you could maybe get A.J. Brown from him or send him A.J. Brown. Well, Dawson's got Stephon Diggs, though. But he has no other wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I do think what's going to bite Dawson in the ass, and I called it a couple weeks ago. I guess we can move on to the Dawson. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good that's a good. Um, I do think what's going it, to – it only takes one ACL tear, right? Then it all comes crumbling down. Like, he just doesn't have the uh, – Oh, yeah. Depth. I mean, he, he doesn't have any depth on his team. Like, let's look here. Um, <laughs> Saquon Barkley is the beating heart of this team. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously his RBs are really good. Um, well, because he got Etienne figured out. He's got Pacheco, which I'm not sold on. Not from a talent standpoint. Um, obviously, he's looks great. Um, Scordero's coming back. So <laughs> I know I what that's going to be like. Do not love Devin DuVernay. Do not love Renfro. Do not love Huntley. Um, Brita is literally just a handcuff at this point. Um, I just don't think he, yeah. he's got any. I don't think he's got any like dudes on his bench right now. Um, so it really like say if Saquon goes down, I think it's like it's not a lost season by any means, but it's bad. Like it's a, it's a bad place to be in. Um, obviously Curtis Samuel is not who you want as your wide receiver too. I'm, I'm assuming he is making some aggressive plays right now to try and go get that stud wide receiver too. If I was him, I'd be looking to move um, probably Miles Sanders. Cause I feel like you could sell him high um, now that they're past their buy. How do you guys feel? No, if, if if I was Saquon, sorry, if I was Saquon, if I'm Naswan, if I was Saquon, my quads would be big AF. If I was, yeah, okay, so I was about to say, if 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 I was Naswan, I would actually move Saquon 
for a haul. I would go for a for a wide receiver one and a low end RB one. It's the value I think you can get for Saquon at this point. Um, what you're talking about, yeah. Jack, about about Saquon, it's very true that he's an ACL tear, whatever way. But again, as we talk about in this pot a lot, you play fantasy to win. You don't play to not lose. And um, yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, having having your own handcuff on your bench, it's 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 a waste because you are what you were saying there is that this is a player that is unusable when my other player is being used. So you basically have effectively um, you're giving yourself one less bench spot. Which anyone who actively uses the waiver wire knows that kills you. I mean, like when you when you're checking the waiver wire every week. And you're feeling pretty good about some of your pickups. Maybe you made a big pickup of someone who was on a buy, and then they're coming off the buy, but there's someone else you want to pick up. And you're like, am I really going to drop the guy I just spent like 10% of my fab on just because I want to hold on to Saquon's handcuff? You know, it's 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 hard because um, if Saquon did go down and Noswa dropped Matt Breida, Matt Breida would – a lot. there would be a ton of fab spent on Matt Breida. So um, I, I think if I'm Noswad, I'm – uh because what you can do with the, the key with handcuffs is that you go to the person that just lost that uh you go to the person that just lost that starting running back whether mm-hmm. it's a season-long injury or a or a or a minor injury and because you know that person has been following that player and really counts on that running back really believes in the system so they are going to value your handcuff more than anyone else's so you go to that person and you get uh established legit guy for that um, that's what I'm doing here from Noswad. But if you click on Saquon Barkley, Noswad has indicated him as unlikely to trade. So I, no. I didn't I, know people in our league do that. Oh no, he also indicated that for Kyler Murray, and uh, he indicated it for uh, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Thanks, Dawson. <laughs> You're unlikely to trade <laughs> yeah, the main players on your team. Yeah, I mean. We do live in a world where no player should be untradeable. If you think yeah. you can get value and bolster your team, I, Conrad, I literally could not agree more. Um, I know Dawson would really, really not like to you lose um, Saquon, but you gotta get that wide receiver too. Like, go get, um, go get that top five guy. You know, there are some people who would be willing to make that trade for. Saquon. Declan, yeah. uh, how are you feeling about trading Saquon? Yeah, I think I think that's a smart move. I mean, I think Giants are absolute frauds. I, I do not think <laughs> they're going to keep on winning games like they are right now. Um, yeah, I mean, Saquon's, I mean, the RB1 right now this season, right? Uh, well, not anymore because uh, Austin Eckler has just gone nuclear. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he looks great this year. I think this is the highest value you're gonna get for Saquon. Um, I mean, as far as his wide receiver two goes, I'd be hard pressed to trade a high caliber running back like Saquon. So, I could see Nasrad going one of two ways with this. I do know he loves to trade though, so I'll be. He, he is a he is a he is a dog. Um, plus like. Regardless of how you feel about the trade, I would assume people aren't super positive. Um, he does, in fact, have Travis Etienne, um, who I think has a crazy high ceiling right now. Um, so, like, 
Etienne and Miles Sanders as your wide receiver one and wide or RB one and RB two are not bad picks, you know. Um, let's look on to uh, who he played this week, though. Well, this this Noswad finally got some bad luck coming his way this week. Um, I, I didn't think this game was necessarily a foregone conclusion because I know defenses can be finicky, but Noswad just needed the Pats defense to get six points against uh, against the Chicago Bears in New England. Um, and they got four sacks. They got an interception. Uh, I know in one of my sleeper leagues uh, for forced fumbles, you get two points for that, but they didn't recover it, so you didn't get it in our league. Um, but the, the Bears scored 33 points on the Pats, and they put up a Jeez. ton of yards. It was, it was a really weird game last night. Um, and the, the, the very funny result, um, I'm not the type of person to root against Noswad because – I do think Noswad has a track record of being a guy who's kind of hard to root for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, it, it was hilarious seeing, seeing uh, how that game ended up, though. I mean, on, on Joe's side, this is, this is another – I mean, this is just a really great episode to talk trades because I know Dishay is the classic trading schemer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's – okay. So I, I am almost fully – I'm trying to – move on past the Jamar Chase and Kenneth Walker trade. I'm just thinking oh. about the fact how I got them at the right time, whatever. But if we, if we talk about how Adam was able to one-up me and really the main thing he gave up, and we all kind of knew Garrett Wilson was just a really stupid piece to send. And Harrison Butker, who was injured at the time, like what was even going on there? But Austin Eckler, I mean, I mean that <laughs> as much as people have been talking about Kenneth Walker being a league winner, um, Austin Eckler has been, if there's one person who's being spoken about higher right now in the fantasy zeitgeist, it's uh, the cheat code that is Austin Eckler, which is just, I mean, the offense, a very high-powered San, uh, San Diego, a very high-powered Los Angeles offense is running through Austin Eckler right now. And in a year where running back position is extremely top-heavy, he is at the very, very top right I can't agree more. You know, I actually said – to Tamke to take Austin Eckler at number one instead oh. of CMC. I, I'm telling you right now, it was uh, he's always looks great in the fat in his snaps. They obviously moved on from Melvin Gordon from a reason. I don't think if you're Adam that you undo that trade if you could, um, but I still think like. You try not to trade the best running back in the league. It's why I'm like, yeah, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily hesitant about the Josh Allen trade this past week, um, but it does sting a little bit. Um, that Josh Jacobs just keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah, oh he. Uh, I think. Well, we'll see how it continues, but it is nice to know that he is rotting on Tommy's team. <laughs> And not like he's not on he's not on yours or Noswad's Conrad. Uh, Austin Eckler has been going off too. I I was trying to me and Adam were in deep negotiations with them uh, about trading for him about three weeks into the season. I'm just looking at his board right now. He went nine points, thirteen points, nine points. Trade didn't get done. And he goes thirty-one, thirty-three, nineteen, thirty. So that's just absolutely brutal. 
the I mean Joe Joe's team we've we've called them we've called them fraudulent multiple times and um, Tyreek Hill's cooled off a bit. Jalen Hurts didn't even play this week. Still got the was win. he injured? Was he injured, Conrad? <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, it's just like he didn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, we we've called those guys the keys to his team. We also called Jamar Chase a key. Traded him away. Obviously, got Eckler, who is uh bar for bar better value than Jamar Chase. But um, Ezekiel Elliott could be the t- the key to Joe at, at least. I mean, right now Joe is five and two, third place in the league. I continue to feel that he's punching well above his weight right now. But if he, if Ezekiel Elliott, um, it's not something I would bank on, but if Ezekiel Elliott can start sustaining low RB1 value, um, I mean, you're talking about Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Terry Kill, and a rejuvenated Ezekiel Elliott. That can be any team on any week. I totally agree. Um, I think Joe's in a great spot. For the rest of the league, for the rest of the uh, season, um, honestly, I think there's only like a handful of teams that aren't being competitive right now. Um, yeah, seriously, this is this like, is the most competitive year I can remember. Honestly, I I still think Tommy could potentially go on a run here. Um, I don't love the bottom three. Sorry, Declan. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, but. I do. I, I mean, Declan. I do. I do still think Champy is going to get. More points than you. Yeah, but like we're 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 looking yeah, about there, the we're looking about the universe where you're doing the ALS ice bucket challenge and last place this year, Jack. Don't forget. And your profile picture is a cigarette. <laughs> I I'm perfectly content with my team if I can get a much needed win over Tampy this week, which. God willing, I hope we can. Um, <laughs> I, I would be, yeah, like Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I, we're looking pretty good. Like in in a in a battle of must wins, we had uh, another game that was decided on the last play of Monday Night Football. Um, I mean, for real. I don't know if you guys were watching this game, but it was literally the Bears were one yard away from scoring. Um, and they had given it, well, I guess, I guess they weren't playing DMOP, but if they would have said, let's get that point number 40 and would have gotten it, uh, given it to DMOP, it would have given Frankie just enough points to be able to stay floating at three and four. Instead, he drops a heartbreaker to Adam. Um, and Adam just keeps kind of, keeps kind of doing what he's doing. Um, I think that, uh, Adam really figure out uh, a lot of these random holes on his team this i mean this trade again it was it was it was huge but um i mean uh it seems like the combination of <laughs> cam Akers, james connor damian harris and kareem hunt all are not guys that you will be able to depend on this year so um <laughs> putting all your stock on a upstart young kenneth walker is not what i want to be doing kenneth walker is when someone says a player is a league winner, that means that that player is performing out of your flex or your running wide receiver two or your running back two or a quarterback you picked up off the waiver wire in like week eight or something. And Big he's, agree. Just, he's like, he's like, he is elevating your team to the next level. So Kenneth Walker cannot be carrying this team right now. I mean, obviously Jamar Chase is also crucial, but 
Mark Andrews, who uh, it was National Tight Ends Day on Sunday. Mark Andrews, zero catches for zero yards. Oh um, wait, really? Yeah, oh, he, got, wow. he got he got one carry for four yards because the Ravens think that they're the Chiefs. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, like I I I truly believe that um, Adams' team is uh, continues to be in trouble. Um, the the Russell Wilson pickup. Um, you know, like it's really hoping that it turns around because Dak Prescott in Dallas is looking like even if the Cowboys are able to string together win <clears throat> more wins, um, I am very concerned about as a as a uh, longtime Dak truther, I am very concerned about Dak's ceiling. I think his floor is okay, um, but I I really don't think that you're going to see Dak be able to win you any week. Um, so again, we're we're, we're looking at a team with a ton of holes, um, really off balance, just full of players that are just underperforming this year with Cortland Sutton, who a lot of us thought would be one of the best picks this year, just falling apart. Cam Akers, um, I don't even know if, uh, yeah, I mean, Declan didn't even, sorry, uh, Adam uh, didn't even uh, draft Cam Akers. (laughs) Joe actually drafted Cam Akers in the fourth round, which is just Oh, people don't talk about how bad of a pick that was. Um, oh, but, uh, yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> I think I, I honestly, um, as the anti-Adam chairman, I, I think Adam's team is fraudulent as well. I think something is happening in Wyandotte County. Um, no offense, Declan. Um, it's not looking good. Um. Yeah, just taking a look at Adam's team. I mean... I love the stand he takes against the fraudulent commissioner Conmo. Um, what was continue that? to stand by his side, but this team is also fraudulent. I mean, looking through it, I'm not even sure if this team's better than mine, honestly. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, mean, I don't think it is. Mark Mark Andrews. I mean, when he's on, he can be the best tight end in fantasy, but putting up a what point four points? I mean. That's absolutely brutal. Don't love seeing Brandon Cooks in the flex spot. I also thought the Broncos were going to be a lot better. I thought Corlin Sutton was going to be a stud. Um, obviously, he hasn't shown out, but, I mean, his wide receivers are good. He's got DeAndre Hopkins and Jamar Chase. DeAndre Hopkins can play to the best of his ability. That help him out a lot. But besides that, there, there's not a lot to love about Adam's game, honestly. I'm not getting excited. No, no, nothing gets me excited here. I mean, uh, James Conner was drafted at the very beginning of the third round, and Cortland Sutton was drafted in his fourth round. And I mean, James Conner, ESPN's preview right now calls him, uh, he merits deep league flex. Um, Meanwhile, Cortland Sutton at this point is barely a flex play. Uh, I mean, it's a testament to what I believe has just been. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't think Adam drafted poorly. I think he just kind of, kind of ended up poorly for him. Um, I'm sure Adam's going to hear this pod tomorrow and think we're so off base about his boys. Uh, I'm sure Adam's got championship aspirations, but I don't see it. Um, Frankie is a team that I continue to believe is just suffering from bad luck. A lot like Declan. Um, it's, it's, it's a very good team. I mean, it's, it's a team that is really going to be struggling now at running back though. Um, it's, it's, it's honestly, uh, it's honestly probably going to be its team's downfall at this point, given the, the, uh, the addition of, um, 
of Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers, um, uh, Khalil Herbert's increasing role in Chicago. Um, I don't even want to mention Kenyon Drake. That He's droppable at this point. Melvin Gordon getting sized out by Latavius Murray despite Mike Boone's injury. Clyde Edwards-Alaire getting benched by Pacheco. So you have, you know, Justin Jefferson and you have Stevie Lamb. Um, but this is just a team that's kind of running out of steam. And I think at this point, um, this this is probably a lost year for Frankie. Yeah, I mean, I think let's 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 get a little deep here. I take a fantasy loss a lot harder than I should. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's like a deep burn, like yeah. losing losing last year. Um, I think it scared my mom. <laughs> like in the, in, the, in the fantasy football. We didn't hear a lot from you after you lost the, the ship in the last second to Cambo. I curled up underneath my covers and just like, I, my mom thought, my, so I told my mom, this is a funny story. I told my mom I lost $500 on the game or like what, however much the pot was. And she got so scared that I was like a deep sports gambler. <laughs> she, she thought I was like, she was really nervous about- Oh, um, we're still a degenerate. <laughs> I, I, I am a degenerate. Connor, I've been meaning to ask you, are you a degenerate gambler? I know you, uh, you've no. sent some, you, you sent some unit shaming. So I would yeah. assume you at least get, you at least got a little action. No, I'm, I'm, I'm super into the culture, but honestly, I just got tired of Metcalf hyping up his $5 kicker props, getting like $10 cash outs. I was just kind of dumb with that. So you're uh, not, a, you're not in our, uh, sports gambling, uh, side group chat. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. It's, I, it's I don't uh, know. you gotta you gotta know that Riley is currently six zero on his six and zero on his kicker bet. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you guys have been quarantined to your own degenerate section. Um, <laughs> I assume that you're in this chat as well. Uh, no, I'm I don't not, probably probably good for them because this weekend I think I went zero for ten on bets. Oh, oh my God. Was, I mean, K-State <laughs> just led me absolutely uh, dry. And MLB, NBA, and NHL, NHL all being uh, played right now did not did not help my portfolio. I so, lost I, – I got some I got some bets to throw in real quick. I lost some money on um, – <clears throat> I, I, got, I got some – I lost, like, a decent amount of money on the Pelicans. But I did some crazy Chiefs bets. I did Patrick Mahomes like over 325 yards, which he hit. I hit like Chiefs spread. Um, I did the uh, oh yeah, you weren't in the side group chat, Declan. I hit the New York New York money line parlay, <laughs> which was which was huge. Um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty fun as long as you don't uh, like you. Anytime you put money in your sports betting account, whatever you use or whatever. Um, you got to realize that that money is essentially gone. Um, it's the same as like going to a casino and going to like the blackjack tables or something, you know, like the money you put down on the table, you should consider that already lost. So you can't be doing like crazy, just insane bets. So I don't know. It's pretty fun though. I, I like the culture a lot. Um, it's a pretty fun it's got some degeneracy to it and I love when I was home for uh, fall, my fall break, I 
like 90% of the conversations I had with Metcalf were either about sports betting or fantasy football. And I loved every second of it. Conrad, is a sports betting legal in Maryland? Well, we live in DC, um, which has its own rules. Um, and uh, it, it, it is legal here. Um, I know Tamki's finally looking to get in, into that action. Um, it was always legal in Illinois, though. Um, I think Illinois was like one of the first like three states to legalize it. So it was never like uh, a thing I ever even thought about um, for like uh, the legality of it. Because I, I did it a couple of times, um, of course, to get those Fantasy Pro Hall of Fame premium uh, year passes. <laughs> You got to place bets um, at their partner websites. So okay. I, would, I would just do some easy prop bets on like, oh, yeah, James Harden will get the under on that. And uh, usually usually it would hit. So I think I'm like – I think of all sports bets that I made in my life, like real sports bets, I think I've made five in each one of them – no, four. And each one of them has been to get fantasy pro. And I think I hit on all of them except for this one baseball bet I made. Um, so, yeah, I really don't have a lot of interest in doing that. Um, I'm, I'm a little worried about that because I, I, I see how boys can get about, um, how betting can overtake, uh, actual fandom sometimes. Um, and I, uh, I agree about that. My, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing I've ran into, even though I do really enjoy sports betting is I'm sure a lot of people can agree on this is that if I'm watching a sporting event that I'm like invested in like obviously i'm not going to do it for like a random baseball game that's on at the bar like i don't care that much but like i will like throw some fucking money on it like if i'm watching sunday night football i really love just throwing some like petty cash um like last week i had to do a sports betting break just for myself just to prove if i can do it and i'm not gonna lie it was not nearly as fun as um actually having money on the game but i made it through <laughs> positively so um <laughs> well i know we've been on this on this betting tangent um I, I i am you know really interested in um you know the differences between you know that because i'm I'm a big believer in like doing bracket challenges and pick em leagues and survivor leagues and fantasy and stuff like that so i don't know it's a it's a fine line and Maybe we'll see some developments in that as the season goes on. Um, I do I, think he would love it, Conrad. And fantasy football, it's honestly not even – like, I still go fantasy football over my sports bets. Okay, that's good. That's good because I'm yeah, – yeah, in, yeah. in, my, in my big money league, I am in that – there were some degenerates in that league. And I, I remember there was this one time last year where Devontae Adams, like, I needed – I was losing by four points on the last play of the game. Aaron Rodgers was a 36-yard pass to Devontae Adams. Happy you are 4.1 points. I pull off the win. I was so happy. And the guy I played against was like, let's go. Like, he bet some, like, prop bet on, like, Devontae Adams, like, getting the over on, like, receiving yards. So he didn't even care about that game. And I was like, ugh, that's just – it's just it's just too many things going on. Um, looking at uh, <laughs> uh, our second-to-last game, this was actually a matchup between um, the two teams who were – at the, uh, I believe they were at the top of the league headed into this week. They might, they might have not. It might have been Dawson and Telford at the top of the league heading into this week. But um, uh, Jack, when we did our power rankings, I said let's put Telford above Cambo. Uh, you wanted Cambo number one, and uh, look, Cambo's dropping hard, and 
uh, even ignoring the Brees injury because um, Brees still put up 13 points before he got injured, which is hitting his projected. Cambo has very quickly fallen from being undefeated since like November of 2021 <laughs> to um, to losing three in a row, being and um, <laughs> quite frankly, being in running back hell. Najee Harris, oh. I, I, I mean, look, Najee Harris is the kind of guy that I would want on my team for a sneaky trade to be playing at flex to be, you know, the upside, but he is not the guy you can have on your team right now as your RB hero with Brees Hall out for the year, uh, DeAndre Swift coming back to completely make Jamal Williams' starting ability essentially irrelevant unless you desperately need to start. Devin Singletary just always being horrible. I mean, <laughs> I don't wonder who Cam was even going to be playing at RB2. I mean, probably Jamal Williams giving him like four point four points a week, maybe getting a touchdown to save. Cambo desperately needs to make a trade right now. And if I'm him, the path forward is very simple. You gotta you gotta move Kelsey and um and cash in on a running back and a wide receiver because I also uh I'm not yeah, too big agree, big agree. I meant to bring that up on this pod. I'm not too up to date on um Amon Ross St. Brown. It, it seems like he might play this week. Um I'm assuming I, I, it looks like he or I just read something about this. It looks like he's going to play. Um, he did not suffer a concussion, but he is in the protocol. So I think he has to be like listed as questionable for a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, he, he should play. He should play. He's he's officially banged up, though. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, if, if, if I'm Kimbo, I think my path forward is packaging Travis Kelsey and someone else who's still carrying a lot of value, um, either by name or by the points they've scored so far. Um, and just, just rebuild your team because this is what we talked about. Um, this is what we've been talking about. I mean, Kelsey has been totally what you drafted him for this year. He has been amazing. He only had one week where he scored less than 12 points. And he has had um, three weeks where he scored 20 or more points. Um, I mean, he's been great for Cambo, but this is the time where you, you got to diversify because I'm especially in the Kansas City League. I'm sure there's a lot of teams right now that see Travis Kelsey as like the top fantasy asset to have, you got to move them now because you are going to be getting 80 points a week with this current team you have right now. Yeah. It's, there's just not a lot of a like boom potential. Like when you're building a fantasy team, you're trying to get those players that have the highest ceiling possible. Right. Um, I mean, let's just take a look here. I think T. Higgins is one of those players. I think Gabe Davis is one of those players. Jamal Williams with DeAndre Swift either coming back this week or the next week. I mean, it's a good, like, play, but he's a very he's going to be a touchdown-reliant running back. And then I think we all know how uh, the league feels about Najee Harris right now. I think the time to sell high on him has long been gone like that should have been that should have happened like three weeks ago and i don't know let's look at the bench here you got amon ra which is obviously a great player um absolute just stud i would now that amon ra now that Brees hall is tearing his acl i would probably consider amon ra to be my keeper um christian kirk is honestly a pretty good wide receiver i think they followed the money. Um, if you saw what happened this year, it was kind of weird. 
it was because he was overpaid. People were like, all the money. Stock fell. His stock fell. Like, isn't that like because he was like, yeah, consi- like it, it, he got bad press for being overpaid when the only, only people's opinions that matters are the Jaguars. Exactly. Like, yeah. if they're feeding him, and he's had a good season so far, like, I think he's floating around, like, late wide receiver, like, one, early wide receiver two. Um, like, yeah, no, he's been great. And Dobbs is he's standard. I mean, he's, I don't think uh, an Aaron Rodgers, Romeo Dobbs uh, <laughs> stack is what you really want. Um, but And I think Alex Pierce is I think Alex Pierce is a really good stash now with the Colts making a quarterback change. So it's like the bench isn't terrible, but God, the Brees Hall one sucks. Like that's just terrible. And thank God I was able to get off the Josh Allen trade because it's just like, it's looking bad for the gobble ghouls right now. Uh, yeah, man, you, uh, you hate to see the fellow Kansan Brees Hall go down. Um, couldn't agree with you guys more. I think he could sell Travis Kelsey for just an absolute ransom, especially in this league. Like, I, I'd even overpay a lot for Travis Kelsey just because how oh, big time Kelsey on the fantasy team makes it a lot easier. Like, I just had to play against Patrick Mahomes, and that's a terrible way to watch a Chiefs game. Especially when they're going <laughs> off. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Gabe Davis, he, he can still be really good. Christian Kirk, he's a good wide receiver. But, yeah, after after Brees Hall went down, his, his team's losing a lot of its mojo. Especially when you consider that Najee was his keeper this year, too. That just adds a little extra sting to it. We warned yeah, you them. do not want to be missing on your keepers. We warned them. I mean, I mean, that's why I, I mean, for, for the two reasons that to me, the keeper for the system we had for this one year, which we don't even have for this coming year, um, the, it, it wasn't worth the risk unless it was a total home run. So I think everyone else who kept their player was totally right to keep their player. I just, I, I felt Najee was a weak keep. Campbell was kind of saved by the fact that he had a late round, a late round pick. But yeah, that um, helps a it, lot. it didn't change the fact, I mean, and let's be real, I mean, he probably would have – if he would have not kept Najee, that's right around where Najee was going. Um, I'm sure Cambo was a big fan of Najee. He probably would have drafted him – redrafted him anyway. Um, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I I definitely think that um, this this team is just – yeah, it's – it's uh, if, if this team was 1-6 right now, I, I, I think it would be in a lot more trouble than Declan's team is right now. Let me just say that. I mean, think about it like that. If it wasn't the reigning champion – and if it didn't get off to the 4-0 start, we would be looking at this team a lot differently. But um, I think we have faith in Cambo to be able to save his team with a very smart trade. Um, it will be interesting to see how he moves Kelsey because I'm almost positive that he is going to do that. Um, while we were on the topic of Cambo, um, I'm, I don't want to fully expose Cambo's trade secrets that he shared with me. But um, Cambo and I have been in conversations recently about this idea of uh, – Cambo has told me that his goal this year is to figure out he's fully focused on breaking fantasy. He, how can I break fantasy football? Um, and uh, he he's definitely, uh, without getting into the details, um, he's definitely 
adopting, he's trying to adopt an approach of winning the week rather than trying to win a season with your trades. And I'm curious what you guys think about adopting that philosophy, uh, that general philosophy for, um, for fantasy, because I mean, if you think about it, so much of it is about uh, just either getting your team to the playoffs or getting one of those first round buys. Um, Because like you, I mean, once your once your boys are there, what you did that season doesn't really matter anymore. Just, I mean, just like real NFL, of course, but (laughs) unlike real NFL, there's not really locker room culture. And the trade deadline hits you, you know, week 12. So is it really is it really a reasonable strategy to try to just keep just shifting boys around to try to just win your matchup that week and then just live to fight another week? Or or is that just not really uh, – I mean, yeah, I feel like if I try to do that, I would into a very bad team. I mean, we're looking at a – we're looking right now um, for the season, you want to be looking at – playoff schedule right like you don't want to be faced like you don't want your quarterback facing the bills in week 14 i mean that's a real concern that's even if you have like jalen hurts i'm thinking about that if i have jalen hurts i'm shopping him i'm like well i don't want him playing against the Bills in the playoffs yeah like i think we i think we can both agree that it's like pretty pretty bad uh to be in that kind of situation um like i've kept defenses that I don't intend on playing for three weeks just because of how good their playoff schedule were or was. Um, so like we are reaching that point. Um, I don't necessarily agree with like cameras, uh, philosophy. Like you don't, you shouldn't be selling low on a player just because they have buy or they have like some bad matchups. Um, like, I know he's a STEM guy, so maybe he's trying to moneyball fantasy this, this <laughs> year. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel, Declan? Yeah, this is giving off uh, strong Sam Hankey vibes. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he trusts the process. I mean, we see the fruits of it right now. His team's not looking good, but I mean, it's four and three, not a great record, but I'm I'm kind of a fan of the risk. Because just like Conrad said, said, I mean, once you get to the playoffs, it's it is anybody's game. Anybody could go off. Anybody could, you know, put up a goose egg. Um, I don't know. I kind of yeah. Like it. Tell just getting a a buy. Telford who was far. Yeah, it's it, it's a win. <laughs> it's a playoff win in the three round playoffs. It makes it a two round playoff for you. Um. Telford, who beat him, I mean, you got to give Telford his time. You know, Telford's been waiting for this without the timestamps. Um, I think Telford's team is starting to show a lot of weaknesses, guys. Um, he is currently dominating the league at 6-1. and one. He has been consistently putting up at least 110 points each week. But what you consider the following. Mike Williams is going to be out for a couple weeks, several weeks maybe even. Um, when the head coach doesn't want to talk about how long he's going to miss, that's never a good sign. Uh, Cooper Cup will continue to be a great option, but I am really worried about just how bad the Rams are this year. I don't think Cup is going to return the. He's, I mean, you're not going to get the season you got last year, but I don't think he's going to return the value that you hoped out of him. He has been great so far, but I am really worried about the trajectory for the Rams. Uh, Leonard Fournette. That's more concern about the Buccaneers themselves because um, I have Fournette. I have Fournette in the league. 
Um, I'm I'm a little worried about it because I mean they 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 try to get the ball to Fournette. The offense kind of runs through Fournette a little bit, and I mean that was just a horrible game for the Bucks. Um, I mean I don't think we can expect anything to go that bad again. But I mean his these guys are attached to these teams. Geno Smith, who was his big QB pickup, that you know potential league winner. Um, you know the Seahawks put up uh I what uh, 37 points against the Chargers. They destroyed the Chargers. And Geno Smith got 13 fantasy points. So, look, Telford's team is still probably the team you're running with here. But um, I think it's showing a lot of weaknesses. And I, I I, generally am, I mean, after reviewing just how competitive each team is, I don't look at this team and see anything particularly special about it compared to other teams. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I honestly, like, this is me included. I don't think there are any, like, breakaway team so far um you could have considered camera with the Brees hall like Brees hall the top five he was playing like a top five running back now it's like camera is probably a worse team than like you or me conrad you know like even though he does have travis kelsey like yeah i mean i i I think it's the worst roster right now honestly i i mean conrad who do you well i mean we'll kind of touch on this later who do you think has the best roster in the league and you can say yourself i'm, I'm, I'm giving I'm, yeah, I'm, if you want to give yourself flowers i am totally... uh, i i think i i want to say you have the best roster just because i that that was my gut feeling looking at your team after that trade um because of just i mean like damian pierce and uh and jonathan taylor at this with josh allen and I mean, it's, it's, it's hard not to look at that, but, um, at the same time, I mean, I, I do have to look at, at the results, the, the money ball mentality of looking at what they've done and not, um, what they could do. And, um, I, I don't think I can call the team that scored the least amount of points, the best roster. Um, I agree, I, I agree Conrad. It's, a uh, that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like I look at my roster and I'm like, I wouldn't trade it for probably any other team. Like, I don't think so. But, like, maybe Adam, because I feel like I could potentially work something with that, <laughs> uh, just with Mark Andrews. Um, however, like, I'm 4-3 with the least points scored. Like, we can blame Jonathan Taylor. We can blame Trey Lance. But it's just, like, I'm not I'm, – it's not coming yet. Like, I'm definitely in the playoff hunt. Like, my season is not over by any means. Um, but it's, like – it's not a good place to be in. Um, let me just tell you that. And especially with having the least points scored, there is like a lot of seeding, like potential, like screwing over. Like I could yeah. really end oh, up yeah. with, I, I could end up being like the seventh or eighth. And like, just because of the point scored, like I'm hoping I come on late and just get some runs, but it's a very hot and cold team. And I'm hoping that Josh Allen is going to alleviate some of that for me. Um, so I don't know if, if I can, if I can make a clear declaration here, I, I, I guess my instinct still says your team Jack, but, um, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, just, just going through these rosters today, I see a hole in every team and I, I'm just so biased towards my team because I, most of the guys I have on my team, I have because I see their upside. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, even, even, even my team, I, I still think I'm a trade away from being really comfortable with this roster. Um, like the fact that I have three tight ends right now, I mean, that's, that is, that is minor league play out of me right now. I need to, I need to figure that out. 
Um, the fact that Tom Brady's my QB and I'm like actively rooting against them. It's 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 kind of a mess everywhere. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have a clear choice for who you think is the best roster, but um, everything's kind of a mess right now. And, and you know it's a mess when Tommy, by 30 points, scores the most points this week. Um, and I will say... Um, I, I think we can all agree this has been like kind of a bad year for fantasy. I think it's like the lowest, um, like point total in like 10, 10 years or something. Like it's bad. Like it's not just our league who is being like a little weird. Like it's everyone. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are in like as competitive a league as this one. But I know I'm not, and, like, we're looking at the waivers right now, and there's just nothing. Like, the picks this week, it's like Michael Carter. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He got 12 projected points. He's going to pop I off. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's going to turn him into Money Mike Carter here. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does kind of look like that uh, the classic uh, chodes moment where uh, you you traded Mike Evans for whoever the Jets running back was at that time, and for then Chris, Chris Ivory. Ivory. Chris oh Ivory. yeah, he was never gonna get Ebony and Ivory. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna I'm never gonna live that down. That like, is not. Well, it, well, it, it lives on Twitter forever. So Twitter is hard to take down. Oh god. In the future, when Google searches are made by faces and not by by. By any language, uh, that's the first thing that's gonna pop up for Jack's face. It's gonna be uh, on Richard Nixon. It's gonna be um, a. Imagine all the like CYO Dream Team photoshops I have of us and oh, as Bill Belichick with the muscle hamster <laughs> and Des Bryant in the background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's... Okay, focusing on on Tommy's performance. I mean, this is a matchup between two teams that we're gonna, we're gonna be very lucky to listen to this episode, boys. Um, I don't even know if Kanski got through the full episode, the one that he was featured on. So, <laughs> I mean, um, Tommy's team, uh, for, for no, they had no right to do this, but they just, they, they exploded. <laughs> they, I mean, I, I, earlier in this episode, I said, Jack said they got 60. I said, they got, uh, they got 75 points. Uh, oh, Josh Jacobs and Joe Burrow, 75 points. Um, that is a package that Jack shipped away, and if nothing else, it's the package that I avoid facing off this week, which feels pretty good. Um, Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> had a huge Sunday night performance, uh, Monday night performance just for no reason to elevate him. Um, Jacoby Myers had like one really big catch. Um, uh, he had Khalil Herbert going off on his bench, and Dalvin Cook, his biggest star, on the bye. Um, but yeah, he really had just had three guys pop off, and the rest of his team kind of did whatever. And um, those, but pop off is an understatement because those boys delivered. And um, Tommy, I mean, we have huge news. Tommy, for the first time in uh, what I believe is three years, has changed his team logo to like a standard ESPN fantasy crest. Um, <laughs> so something's happening right now in Bofa Lagam. Um, <laughs> Don't look Tamki now. For a, Tamki for a while thought it was Bufa Lagam. Um, because uh, he didn't know what he didn't know what Bofa was to say. Please. Um, it's like who knew who knew a typo made in high school is, would last this long. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like typed that in the Tordy's basement. Like got back to whatever he was doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both Legom and Dirty Dynasty were the last two holdouts, so I'm glad to see both the Legom still, uh, still out there. I well, do like the Shawnee Sickos more. No, no. The biggest holdout is Killa City Tap Champ. That has been oh, his name oh, yeah. and logo. <laughs> that has been his name and logo since I beat him in the very first week of 2015. Oh, I know that. Freshman year cross country practice. He's a man. He's a man who loves tradition. He uh, he is Yo! absolutely. He he is burning down the NCAA headquarters as we speak for introducing a 12 team playoff. <laughs> It's shocking that he. It's shocking that he has a mobile quarterback on his roster, not a traditional pocket passer. I mean, well, I he mean, does, uh, he does I, have Christian McCaffrey though. Oh, uh, that's I, true. I have true. to. I, I mean, that's why he he picked that good old boy over over the number one fan, running back in fantasy because I mean, how could you not if you're Tamke? Uh, it's 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 interesting, guys, because um, uh, Will I think is. We talked about him earlier in the episode. I think all three of us kind of feel like he has the weakest roster right now. Um, it, it's interesting just how much, like, how we talk about this. Will, just every year he drafts, Tamke's team just couldn't avoid uh, massive upheaval this year. Um, I mean, his his two starting running backs that he, he started this week, he started um, Christian McCaffrey at for Carolina and James Robinson for Jacksonville. And by this time this week, they're both on different teams. Um, the 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 pick of uh, Javante Williams. Oh, it looks like Will has parted with Javante. So if anyone wants him to, if anyone wants them to be your uh, your keeper next year, feel free to pick him up. Um, I uh, just just in general, like this. I mean, I mean, okay. I think this will kind of be a testament to, to this. Take a look at Will's bench. All right. Will held off on starting Zayzem. He 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 held off on starting Zayzem this week, um, and Zayzem <laughs> Zayzem scored all of his bench points. Will's bench scored nine point two points this week, and eight point eight of them were scored by Zay Jones because he still has Kadarius Tony. He has two kickers. Um, he has still holding on to Matt Ryan. Uh, still holding on to Randall Cobb. Um, still holding on to JD McKissick. Um, it's it's this I'm not even gonna say anymore. I'm not even gonna pretend anymore like a big will move's coming because I just need to talk about this team as is. Um this is why I think that he's gonna finish last and why he's gonna lose the SACO because I truly believe that Will is going to be going into the SACO and headed into every week with the same group of players. Not because anyone's forcing him to, but because he's not <laughs> wanna put in any time to doing this. Um and yeah, th- this is what happens. I mean, it's it's it, look. It's like it's like pour two streams of water. The water, or the, it's the exact same water. Tampke had a great draft. We had him pretty high in our power rankings. But one water you have running, you get it downstream. Uh, it's running all year. That water stays fresh. The other water just sits there in the pond, and that water gets stagnant. And I think that's what we see has happened with Will at this point. Thank you, Scott. I I will say I haven't I you haven't been harping on it as much, but I have been calling it for an incredibly long time. <laughs> the, like I like I, we could go back. There literally was a quote for me where it was like, "I really like Tampi's team. I believe in his team, but I do not believe in him as an owner." 
and look at where we are right now. It's the same thing every year, but obviously it's particularly bad. You're gonna, yeah, it's. He has, I mean, he has never are, played for the Sacco before, so he's never been bottom two. He, he played me last year. Oh, really? Uh huh. All right, you, want to, you want to scrub that part out, Jack? <laughs> yeah, cut that, cut that. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll cut it out, Conrad. Don't worry. <laughs> you probably won't, because you're gonna listen to this podcast at like two times speed at like two a.m. tonight. You're not. You're gonna be like asleep, and then you're gonna upload it, uh, and we're gonna leave in Declan saying a lot of bad words. <laughs> That's why they call him D Nasty, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you want to finish this off, Conrad? What do we got left? <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We've been we've been, we've been rambling. Um, I I. <laughs> Well, did, did we address? Oh yeah, no, we we addressed we addressed everything. Um, so yeah, I I guess we just want to end this show. Um, uh, since we have Dishay, a classic trader, in the booth, um, I want to go around to, um, each team, um, and ask and and ask each of you guys, uh, who you think your best player is, and um. What what you would be willing to part with that player for in a one on one trade? So Declan, I'll go. I'll start with you. Who who do you believe at this point is your team's best player, your most valuable player at least? Um, I mean, never good when I, it takes us long. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it'd be Mixon, right? I mean, you can make the argument for Justin Herbert, but I I'd probably say Mixon. He's a He's been a good RB1 this year. So I'll start this from an interesting angle. Would you take Damian Pierce for Joe Mixon? Hmm. Without looking at the stats real quick, I'll pull them up. But initially, you have yeah, to, I'd do it. You, you do have to remember that Damian Pierce was drafted in the ninth round. So you could have a measure keeper. Oh, okay. Next year. Well, let's let's. Is that how that. we're doing? No, keepers? no, 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 no. For the purpose of this thought experiment, let's let's just talk about. Uh, okay, okay. Let's talk about okay, rest okay. of season value. Are you taking Damian Pierce rest of season over Joe Mixon? Hmm. I'm probably not. Yeah, I would. Personally, I you you would take Damian Pierce over him. I mean, yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, I, I, my, my main concern, I mean, obviously proven commodities have seemed less important this year, but my main concern is that Joe Mixon is attached to a very good offense and Damian Pierce is attached to one of the worst offenses in the league. I agree. I agree. I mean, Damian, the thing is, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be on a good offense if you're a running back. We've seen that with James Robinson in his rookie year. It's really just more so like if they're, are going to feed you, you know, like, it's whether or not you're going to be playing from behind and just chucking the ball and not like doing those ground and pounds. But I will say Lovey Smith has shown his commitment to running the ball regardless of the score. And that's something that you really look forward to. Jack, do you have a, uh, do you have a uh, potential trade for uh, Declan? Actually, it sounds like you guys have a trade on your hands right now. Cause Declan just said he would take, Damian whoa, Pierce whoa, over Joe Mixon, hey, uh, and, and Jack just said he would take Joe Mixon over Damian Pierce. <laughs> I would. I'm saying that without him being oh, my potential okay. keeper. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why. I mean, I a lot of people have come to me with trade talks for Olave and Pierce, 
And they're just, I know I can't have both as my keeper, obviously, but they are valued very high to me just because of that keeper potential. So you, you are still willing to move off Damian Pierce because you like Olave as a uh, keeper as well. Yeah, I mean, like, there is, I'm still undecided. Like, I haven't leaned one way or the other. I'll probably just, like, look at the relative ADPs um, of them both, like, on draft night or whatever. Yeah. Like, if Pierce is going in the fifth and, uh, like, Alave is going in, like, the fourth, I'll probably just keep Alave. <laughs> okay. But, Pierce um, is not going to be going below Alave if this keeps up. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll see, you know, like, yeah, uh, the yeah, rest right. of the season so has to play change. out. So much can change. You're right. Like, one of them could easily knock on wood, could, like, tear their ACL, and then it's game over. Like, um, but, you know, it's like, I like both. And I, that doesn't mean I'm not, I wouldn't be open to trading either of them by any means, but I do value their keeper potential as, like, really high. Like, if someone's keeping a player that was drafted in the first round, you're doing it wrong, right? You're not looking um, to keep your best. You're looking to keep the best value. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely, right? absolutely. Jack, like um, I do. Sorry. Yeah. Continue, Connor. Well, I was going to ask you: um, Would you take Mahomes for Josh Allen straight up? Ooh, that's tough. Ooh, that's, tough. that's a that that's a really good one. Um, uh, I would say probably. I mean, I I view them as the same, honestly. Well, if you I think of them the same, you gotta like, take Mahomes because then you can root for the. Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think of it as like a one A one B type of situation. Um, the I if we're switching to me, um, which I would say Josh Allen is probably my most valued player right now. I mean, if you look at like, if you look at um, he's your only like known yeah. commodity right now. Everything else is at least some question attached to it. Yeah, like I am not like super. <clears throat> I'm not super. Uh, excited about the rest of my team in regards to like just being the absolute peak uh i would say like on paper jonathan taylor is like my most valuable like i could yeah i mean if you look at like if you look at like relative rankings like between positions jonathan taylor is still the like he's like top three value in the league right now um just because of like how good he is and the Colts commitment to the run game, but I probably would say Josh Allen is someone who I value the most. Like it would be really hard for me to move Josh Allen. But you, um, you, with you that being said, yeah, I would say like, if we're not doing like a QB swap, the only person I would probably only trade him for like straight up, uh, probably like Stefan Diggs or Cup. Uh, I'm sorry, jo- you'd only trade Josh Allen for Stefan Diggs or Cup? Uh, yeah, that's a high. Uh, you told me you wouldn't take Austin Eckler for Josh Allen? Oh, yeah, no, I'd probably, uh, yeah, I'd probably take Austin. I'd probably take Austin Eckler. It's probably those three that I would do. Um, maybe Chris, maybe Chris, maybe Christian, McC- maybe Christian McCaffrey. Jack, you are sounding like, like the very logic of fantasy that you swore to defeat on draft night, which is. I know, but it's like, he's so good this year. And it's like, he will win me some games, like just based off of his play. Like I'm, 
I'm really excited moving forward. So Josh Allen, if, if anything, is going to be your most untouchable because no one is going to be giving you Cooper Cup or Josh Allen. Um, it sounds like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I would need a really good package. I remember um, Metcalf was always saying... <laughs> Like we were having, I was like, what can I do to get my homes? And he was like, I need Jill Burrow and Mike Evans. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. It's like, I'm like, fuck, I can't do that. It's like, I would say at this point he's untouchable. Like he is QB one or QB two, depending on like where Mahomes is after his bye. past his bye week. Like that's crazy. Um, it's just really, it's a really exciting time to be a PBR attack squad fan. Which I'm pretty uh, sure I'm the only one. No. <laughs> I, I guess you could say it's a fun time to be a uh, Denver Broncos fan or a Chicago Bears fan, too, if you like low-scoring offenses. I guess it could be a fun time to be a PBR tech squad fan. Like, it is a fun time to be a Bears or a Broncos fan if you hate your offense scoring <laughs> a lot of points. <laughs> There's a lot of potential. A lot of potential. <laughs> Um, I, I personally think, uh, at this point, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I've had any this whole year, but I don't have any single hero on my team. Um, it's tough between DJ's two assets he sent me between Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. But, um, cause you know, like, uh, Aaron Jones is probably the most valuable because he's a running back, but also like Devontae Adams. He just is, hasn't like, been having that great of a year either. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I don't even know who to say for this question. Honestly, this this is own, my own thought experiment. Like, I feel like Alvin Kamara continues to have the highest ceiling, but um, and it, people seem to think that he's just like not that good right now, even though he's still he's still pumping out um a pretty great average. AJ Brown, I feel like is probably who people that who others value the most on my team, but I personally don't think that he. I like I would take Devontae over AJ Brown. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know who I would say is most valuable, but um, uh, I don't know. I guess I would go with, with Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'd probably say Aaron Jones. Uh, <laughs> you're going to ask me a question, <laughs> who I would trade for Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. Who do you, who do you, Conrad, who, do you, who would you trade for Aaron Jones? <laughs> Well, thanks for asking, Jack. Actually, I'm always looking to move my boys. So um, even though I got a pretty aesthetic lineup going on right now, um, you know, I, I don't really like doing one-for-ones because I think that someone has to lose a one-for-one unless it is um, one person has a surplus of one thing, the other person is trading for a surplus of another thing. But usually a one-for-one is you betting against the other team and the other team betting against you. Someone's got to win. So in an Aaron Jones situation, like I cannot afford, my team is at a point now where I can currently, where I cannot afford to lose a running back for anything but a running back. Like even if I got Josh Allen or Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson, um, I still can't do that trade now because my next running back after that is Latvius. Um, I have oh. <laughs> I have Elijah Mitchell sitting in the wings. I hope that there's still a spot for him on that 49ers offense. I know they really like him in San Francisco. I think he is going to be a flex-worthy player every week when he comes back, but that's a huge question mark. So, yeah, I'm 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 putting a lot of stock right now in my in my running backs and I um in my two running backs. So, I I mean, 
Aaron Jones, though, I would I would be willing to go up for anyone else who hasn't um, been injured this year. So obviously, I would go up for a like a, a CMC or a uh, or a uh, Austin Eckler or maybe a Dalvin Cook. That, that's kind of borderline. But like uh, DeAndre Swift, I think um, Aaron Jones is too safe uh, for me to give that up for for that risk. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think. All three of the boys we just discussed, uh, they they could be on the move. Even Josh Allen, Jack. You never know. You never know when the right package. It, honestly, it's it's become less about like the right package and more about trying to seize upon one up opportunities. Oh yeah, right. It's like all of a sudden a, really player that, someone... a player that you've loved and haven't even discussed trading. All of a sudden, a trade has happened, and all of a sudden, you are ready to put that player on the table to get this new player that you really want. I totally agree. It's kind of like baiting others. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, Metcalf claims. I mean, I I still think Metcalf's, Metcalf was just covering for kind of making a bad trade. But Metcalf claims the only reason he made that initial trade with Adam in favor of, um, like, Garrett Wilson. Actually, Austin Eckler was part of that package. But back then, Austin Eckler wasn't looking, like, amazing yet. Um, and mm-hmm. he said – Oh yeah, the main reason I made that trade was to kind of float out the fact that Justin Jefferson is on the move and everyone has 24 hours to act. And he knew that <laughs> a lot of people would be like, "Oh my god, I can get Justin Jefferson." Like at that point in the year, oh, yeah. I think this was week 2. At that point in the year, um Justin Jefferson looked like he could the sky was the absolute limit. He still looks amazing. He still easily could finish wide receiver 1, but um yeah, I mean, um definitely Definitely a very interesting uh, – and, yeah, by the way, Metcalf ended up making a good trade there because he sold Clyde at the right time. Yeah, he did. I, I, I can say I was never high on Clyde, but – Yeah, that's true. Got to give you credit on that one. Declan, you got any last thoughts? Uh, I don't know if you'll be – will you be returning for a later episode this year? Um, yeah, after I pull off five wins in a row. Okay, um, I'll, okay. I'll back immediately um <laughs> I, I will say kind of as a last thought um kind of to what you were saying with Metcalf I think it wasn't the major reason I made that initial trade with you Conrad but I did feel a little bit better knowing that someone would try to one-up you and I could get a better trade um that being said, that is risky because Jack was the only person to reach out to, <laughs> to do a one-up so if he didn't reach out to me, I, I would have just been stuck with that trade. I did get you, Herbert. You did, nasty, you did. <laughs> bro. It was it was late night. I was I was working, and Conrad had just texted me. He was like, "Hey, could we do like a gentleman's agreement, like no one up?" And <laughs> like, I had please. just solidified things with Jack, and I was like, "My my brother in Christ, my terrible." Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we got the first double up done. So yeah, hey, hey, my it favorite. was it, it it was hype. I I I just couldn't sustain two key one-ups being what one up on me uh back-to-back weeks so hey it got done and I, I think we're all better teams for it i think i think jack was able to make a better trade with tommy even though it was kind of a fleecing mm-hmm. i think declan's team got better and i think my team got better so we all win declan you will automatically be back on the show once your team goes 500 um uh, I, I can't wait um but that's all from us um uh we will be getting this to you hopefully on wednesday morning um it has been truly a pleasure 
having D Shea. We only got a couple more boys that still need to be featured. I think we only got um, Telford, Joe, and Tommy left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no offense. Yep. yep. No offense I've left you out, but I, th- I think those are the only boys left. So uh, hoping to get the full rotation of boys on this. I know um, everyone was ready for D Nasty. So that's all from us. Have a great rest of your day and best of luck as we head into the middle of the season. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright.